through life circumstances, you know, how the Marine Corps is, yeah. you're not guaranteed anything in the Marine Corps, no. especially as a woman. Things are given to you a lot. I was like, no, no, I want to be in the nitty gritty. I want to earn my way. I had never humped before. I never climbed a rope before. I was just, I was out of my league, so to speak. We are actually in the city of Corona. We're doing something different today. We actually took our shop on the road because we're with a good friend of mine and uh, she's tuning in uh, from the camp, the greater camp Pendleton area. I would say it's like Temecula. That's like, Temecula. that's right. like a Marine Corps retirement. Central, Absolutely. Right? For those who don't want to reside in Oceanside, Temecula is the next best city. Yeah. That's uh, it's, it's like, a, would you say it's an extension of Camp Pendleton? Oh, absolutely. It's where all the senior enlisted go, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to get hemmed up for not tucking in your shirt, like. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's very laid back. It's yeah. one of the slower paced cities I've ever resided in. Absolutely. Has even changed the way I drive. Wow. How yes. So? Oh, because everybody goes 30 miles per hour. Damn. Very. It's so... in a 55 speed limit even. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't even think there is a 55 speed limit. I think everything is probably 40 and less. Wow. It is just a very relaxed community. I mean, it's wine country. No one's in a hurry. There you go. No one's in a hurry. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah, that's, so this is Christy Franco. Um, we, I've, I've actually known her for quite some time. We go, we go like way back high school days. Oh yes. Um, decades. Like I'm not going to age myself or, or you, why not? Yeah. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. I'm a proud 38 yeah. year old woman. There you go. Believe there that. Go. 38 years old, but she's, uh, you know, she's a Marine. So, um, it looks like you still keep yourself in great shape. You still knock out your 20. Oh, absolutely. Start well, you know, the day. you know what it is, is you have to get yourself a three story townhouse. Okay, so when you go up and down the stairs every day, you just get in it. That's all. There you go. You get your steps in every day. Absolutely. No excuses for, for skipping. None. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, you know what? You were actually, um, she was actually the first person, one of the first people that turned me down. No, we, I didn't try to date her. We didn't, we didn't date. None, nothing like that. She was actually one of the ones I tried enlisting into the Marine Corps. Oh, man. And I still remember that. You used to... You used to, I think you were working at Dillard's at the time. I was. Um, you were working at Dillard's. I was new to recruiting duty. And uh, they're like, man, you got to make mission. You got to go get your contracts. And here's the crazy part about recruiting duty. I don't know if you know this. Do you, did you ever have any experience on recruiting duty? Not in no. my career. Yeah. Just doing recruiter's assistance. That's okay. it. So recruiting duty for the Marine Corps you'd be surprised on how specific it gets. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, just go sign up anybody. They're like, we want this type of individual. Like, we have so many spots. You need to enlist females. Uh, we need a enlisted female. Or sometimes the officer selection team will be like, okay, we're looking for a female pilot. Um, it'd be preferable if, uh, prefer preferably if they're Asian or... Oh, yes. It, they, demographics. They, demographics, they get it down to a T. Um, even specific jobs, they want reservists. So I think during that time, uh, we were low on our, our spots for females. So mm -hmm. we're like, oh, man, she's a plus, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get this. Like, Ooh. no, I didn't, I didn't go into you like that. But I, I remember um, I, was, I was definitely interested in putting in the Marine Corps. But you turned me down. I know. You're like, no. 
I, I my op, I'm going to be an opposite. I know. I was so adamant about yeah. that because my dad got me fixated yeah. on being an officer because my dad's yeah. an enlisted man. He and, was what? What rank was he? Master gunner master sergeant. Master gunner sergeant. Yeah, and that I grew up with that. So it's mm-hmm. like I want to enlist. And he said, No, no, no. Wait a minute. Hold on yeah. here. He's like, You're already in college. Let let's look at your options here. <laughs> and so he just had me just fixated yeah. on it, and that's why. I, but so many times you don't even know. I've yeah. sat in the parking lot. Of, yeah. of the local recruiter just I just want to I could walk right in that door right now and enlist and it's done yeah. versus all these years all this time but I I just had to had to go for it so that's why I turned you down yeah no it's good 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 dad Ma- master living with the master guns is your father how was that you know it's funny uh he never treated so my older brother and I he never treated us like recruits like little Marines he was the sweetest most loving man imaginable oh yeah my mom was the ruthless mom my mom was the authority my dad was the sweet one you know passive Mm -hmm. real calm he was that kind of marine you know like the one you're like that's dad yeah he didn't have you field day on thursday no no Uh, no. my mom did yeah oh i'd be fluffing the pillows yeah was your bed made every day every day yeah i had to my mother though not my dad no i didn't live by any of those marine corps standards growing up not at all and he never even once said you know, you guys should join the military. No, he just kind of took a back seat. And I came to him and I said, I want to join the Marine Corps. But it was funny because when I told him he was in Afghanistan at the time. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, okay, you want to join the Marine Corps? He's like, well, tell me why. What are your reasons? And I was like, oh, he put me on the spot. I said, okay, we're going to play like that. Okay. And what did you tell him? I said, uh, I wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. And I wanted to do something that was difficult, that wasn't just given to me. I wanted to earn something, especially as a woman, you know, things are given to you a lot. I was like, no, no, I want to be in the nitty gritty. I want to earn my way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then that, um, that, so he was in Afghanistan. Do you remember what year that was? Oh, three, oh, four. Oh, three, oh, four. Oh, he was in the first, yeah. the first push. Right. Nine eleven. I, you know, yeah. let me correct myself. It was oh, four because I, was in, I think, my first year of college because mm-hmm. I graduated in 03. So he was in 04. And at that point, you already knew then that's what that's the route that you want to go. Oh, I knew it with all my heart. Absolutely. It kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks. But the best part of, you know, he thought it was funny because, I mean, I had, I, man, I was so out of shape. I can't even run down the street. <laughs> I was uh, the opposite of what, you know, a Marine is supposed to become, like what a Marine is, what they embody. Because the lifestyle I had lived, I partied really hard. I did what I wanted. I didn't really work out, you know. And he's like, "Okay, well, you know, you got a lot of work to do." Yeah. I said, "I know. Let's go. Bring it on." Yeah, let's go. So then, um, take us back to there. How did that? How did that work out? So if you take me back, it's like I think at this time it's like 2012. That's when I checked into recruiting duty, 2012. Okay. Somewhere around that time, 2012, 2013, is when I was kind of approaching you. Hey, look, you ever thought about being a Marine? Well, actually, I have, but I'm going to be an officer because my dad, um, yeah, he kind of molded me in. Why not? And uh, I, I agreed with you at the time, too. I was like, okay, yeah, I could see you. I'll, I'll salute you. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, at that point, it was easier to pursue mm-hmm. it because I went to OCS in 2009. Mm-hmm. So I already had a taste of it. Okay. And I knew exactly 
where my gaps and weaknesses were. So I was like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do to rectify where I was not performing well so that I can go back and kick ass. So 2008, 2009, you went, that's when you went to OCS. And uh, what happened there? So I got injured. I was in about the fifth or sixth week because I was in the 10 week course, which they said, you know, about 20% of females end up passing the 10 week course. And I went in the winter time. So it was freezing. But I loved it because I lived in Washington state and it was cold. So I used to go out 5 a.m. and run, you know, 50 degree weather. I loved it. So I was used to it. So the weather wasn't a problem. But I had never been in any kind of training environment like that. I had never humped before. I'd never climbed a rope before. I was just, I was out of my league, so to speak. But I noticed that the females that were just killing it were the ones that was like their second time or the prior enlisted. And so they told me, they're like, pay attention to what you're not good at. So that if, you know, you go home, don't worry. That's just, this is the beginning. They're like, this is the process. It's very rare that you go one shot, one kill. You're going to probably come back. So when you come back, you know, make sure you you train really hard in those areas you're weak in. And I was like, okay. So then that's when, you know, you approached me and I was like, nope, I already know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I know how to fix this. But, you know, I just went a different route and I ended up enlisting anyways. No kidding. Yeah. 27 years old, I enlisted. 27. You were like almost at the cutoff. I was. That's why I enlisted. Yeah. Because they told me mm-hmm. when I reapplied the second time, mm-hmm. it was a a hard pool that I went against. Yeah. And they only chose one female, I believe, from Southern California. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, far superior. She had a master's degree. Everything about her was she was just above, you know, above the cut. Yeah. So I said, no, that she deserved it. Mm-hmm. She she outperformed me, absolutely. Yeah. So they said, okay, the third round, and I said, wait a minute, the third round, because you know it's a long process. It is. It's not like yeah. you just go and sign some paperwork. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm not getting any younger over here. And I, I just waited so many years that I, I couldn't wait any longer. So I was like, I'm enlisting. Yep. And then that, what at that point, I know your father wanted you to go the enlisted route just because you already had, you already went to college and right. And um, how did he take that transitioning? Oh, he was to enlisted. He said, you you know who you are and what you want. Yeah. He's like, I don't need to tell you anything. So mm-hmm. that's what you want to do then do it. I said, okay. And he said, and he goes, if you know, he goes, you always look at the positive of everything. You've already been to OCS. You have a completely different mindset going in. He's like, so you will be successful. That probably even, that probably made you even more successful going into enlisted boot camp, right? Oh my gosh. You know, I went in with the mentality. Uh, I was like the, you know, I wanted to be part of the general population. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to hang back and not say anything. Little did I know, you know, they have my record. They they know I went to OCS. I was born in 29 Palms, so they know, okay, she has a Marine Corps father or mother. They knew. They 100% knew. So I just got... Did they make you a squad leader guide? I was a squad leader the first training day, and then I was the guide from training day three until we graduated. I was the honor grad. You were the honor grad? I was, yes. And I was I was also the um, high platoon shooter as well. Damn, yeah. I missed the company... High platoon shooter um, by three points. So those of you that are listening, so the honor grad, the 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 honor grad, that's that's the 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 highest honor that you can achieve from all the basically the best of all of the guides. So the guides are the top recruit in each platoon. So 
above the squad leader. You're you're really the one that commands the platoon. You're the you're the middleman or woman from the drill instructors down to all the recruits. When they need something done, they go to the guide for the guide to make it happen. So it's um, basically the honor of all every single leadership position in boot camp, the the cream of the crop, so that's to speak. Yeah, good man. That's that's awesome. So then, in that set you up for success because you even get promoted, right? You do. You you get promoted, but unfortunately, sometimes uh, that the age and the mindset of the leadership, it doesn't always align very well. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. now you're coming in with maturity, life experience, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of younger individuals who have a lot of power over you. Ah, okay. And so for me, it was not conducive for success. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Good to go. So you were, you boot camp Paris Island. Mm-hmm. Where was your first duty station? Was, oh, so I was in Pensacola for a year. Yeah. Cause I had, a, I was aviation electronics. So I had a very long school, the A school, the C school, the whole shebang. Your recruiter hooked you up. He well, looked out for you. My recruiter yeah. uh, is the best man. Absolutely yeah. the best man. He was part of my OSO team. Yeah. And so I called him Martinez. That's right. Richard Martinez. And at the time, he was a sergeant. And I called him and I said, you know, uh, I think I'm an enlist. I was wondering if I can get a hold of all my paperwork. And he said, oh, actually, I have my own station. I'm a staff sergeant now. And that's why I was recruited out of Hollywood, California from him. And he he technically wasn't even my recruiter because he was in charge of everybody. He said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. So that was Sergeant Brown. It was a, a gentleman. I can't remember his name. Okay. It was well, another listen, person, yeah. and it wasn't until I, I graduated boot camp, I came back, and, and then I finally met my real recruiter because I had no idea who he was because I <laughs> dealt with Martinez one-on-one. Yeah, on yeah. one. So, yes. He is still on the in the Marine Corps recruiting committee. I know. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's, yeah. he's a, a warrant officer, I believe, yeah. and congratulations to him. He's a lovely, fantastic, great, great, great yeah, human great being. Good, good friend. I was yeah. very honored to, to meet him and have him assist me in that regard yeah really cool so you were in Pen- so then going back you were in pensacola you know doing your 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 tech school training and then uh what did how did that where, oh, where did that take you then i went straight back to uh the lovely south carolina state near paris island and i was in beaufort beaufort mm-hmm. marine corps air station Maybe, beaufort. yes yeah and i yeah i end up working at paris island because i got fapped to be a, a military police so I was at PMO for quite some time, and I ended up working the gates of Paris Island, and I thought, this is outrageous. Who would have thought you joined to be an aviation electronics technician, then you end up as a military police I know. Uh, working the, the gates of the base? But that's just, yeah. that's the Marine Corps, though. Yeah. It's like Russian roulette, you know? You never yeah. know what you're going to get. <laughs> you can get the job you want, you can get the yeah. duty station you want, but... The, through life circumstances, you know, how the Marine Corps is, yeah. you're not guaranteed anything in the Marine Corps. No. They can But you are guaranteed to be a Marine. Absolutely. And you earn yeah. it. I uh I, I've had very similar experiences oh, I bet. with you. Um wouldn't trade them for anything. Like I still would I wouldn't do anything differently. Uh I've had good times, bad times, I wouldn't trade them for anything. The bad times I've learned lessons from the good times I've also learned lessons from, and I wouldn't trade it for a thing. I, I've, yeah, I definitely embraced it all. Um, what about you? You know, the honest truth is uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, I absolutely hated it. 
because everything that could have potentially went wrong went wrong. But here's the thing, though. I would never change that because it cultivates a mindset in life. If you can be successful and navigate in an environment where you're miserable and you're constantly involved in things you don't want to be involved in, you can do anything in, in the world. You really can because now you've been tried and tested. You know what you're made of, you know, because that's what really defines who you are is when you're at your lowest. How do you perform? And okay. see, because it's, it's easy to be successful when you're happy and things are working out for you, having a great career, you know, but when you're not and it's the opposite, now let's see what you're made of. Those are facts right there. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Yes. I feel that that's one of the main reasons why we find so much success in Marines and business, even in our, in our businesses, in our companies, right. we've had individuals from every single military branch. You know who succeeds the most? It's no surprise. I'm not surprised. The Marines. They just, because of what you just described. It's true. It's like their grit, their fortitude, their resilience, their, their discipline. Really, it's the discipline. The discipline. Because in business, when you're an entrepreneur, you have the freedom to really do anything that you want or to not do anything that you want. So you have to have the discipline to do the things that you need to do when you don't want to do them. Absolutely. That's, uh, Absolutely. And you know, the Marine Corps also, it, it afforded me um, a lot of success after the Marine Corps. I mean, paid for my, I have a master's degree in aeronautics that they paid for. And it set me up for so much success. It really did. Uh, and, you know, so I would do it all over again. I would be miserable all over again, just knowing all of the wonderful things that were going to come after it. Because when you start operating with people who don't have any of that, you really see, you know, where you fall in line of things. And it's it's not where everyone else falls. It's just not. Things that are extremely difficult for most people, you're like, oh, okay, let's go. Like, that. that's not a problem. What do we need to do? Let's get on it. Yeah, mission accomplishment, man. Yeah. Adapt and overcome, you figure it out. It's a different yeah. mindset, you know, and it stays with you forever. Yeah, that's one of the things I found that Marines get and uh, very few others, they just don't. They right. just don't get it. Right. Um, it's because the others, you know, I love all the military. Yeah. I love them all, everyone who serves. You know, God bless them all. But it, it sometimes you see other branches and it's more of like a corporation. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Don't the, worry. The extension of uh, civilians. Yeah. So they're, it's like civilians that... They support the military, but yeah. Hey, we each God bless them. We each have a role, <laughs> you know, and it, and we're yeah. all important in in the in the circle of life. So, so you're in the title of a Marine, and you got a master's degree, paid for courtesy of your service in the United States Marine Corps. And then, where did that lead you? So I ended up working at Northrop. I was an aircraft electrician, mm -hmm. but I I did not enjoy it, that job at all. It was not for me. I wanted to go back into working with Marines and in the field that, you know, I was trained in because I, I worked really hard to become a technician in the Marine Corps. And it was an MOS that they said, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you the truth here. A lot of females can't get certified. I said, oh, OK. Thanks for letting me know. Appreciate it. Got you. You know, going in straight away Challenge with, with you know, I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, I like learning, so we'll yeah. see. Uh, and I just didn't want that to to fall at the wayside. 
you know, I appreciated the fact that the Marine Corps gave me a technical trait because I, I originally was in the psychology field. Mm -hmm. I knew nothing about electronics and I magically somehow scored well enough to, you know, have that opportunity. So I said, let's jump, let's, let's do it. And because of that, I said, all right, I need to do something with this. Let's see how far we can take it. So I wanted to work in federal service. So I, and I said, I want to work at Camp Pendleton. So and I, you miss Marines. Like, you miss Marines. You, 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 you miss the Marine Corps. You miss getting hazed. You know and, what it is? I, it's the culture of just yeah. speech and, and a state of mind and it, working with civilians is, it can be difficult because sometimes you feel you have to retract yourself yeah. a lot, you know, with mm -hmm. the sarcasm and the language and you say a lot of things they don't understand. You don't want to freak people out and scare them and... <laughs> It's just, it's a different uh, yeah, culture yeah. in the gun totally. club. And I, yeah. I love it. I mean, I was mm -hmm. born into it. I was a yeah. part of it my entire life. So I figured, what, why would yeah. I, right, why would I yeah. not want to go back into that? And then especially in a different capacity as a civilian, which is much nicer. Because now I don't have to be under any, any you know, restrictions and rules. I get to operate freely as an adult. Yeah. You still get to enjoy that cup of coffee on a Thursday morning yes. and listen to that first sergeant hem up that Lance Corporal for uh, one of the many things that he probably jacked up. Right. Absolutely. Uh, then you knew it was going to be a good day if it started like that. Absolutely. Uh, but you weren't the one getting hemmed up. So that's. that's yes. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Yeah. I could be an adult. Yeah. Man, that's really cool. That's. uh that is one of the things that I found in not only myself, but just about every Marine that we've talked to mm -hmm. is they've had experiences that they will just say that they weren't great experiences. They've been in and out of combat and I mean, through some scenarios were like hell on earth. Right. And, um, they miss it. They always miss it. They do. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in it, you don't miss it. All you think yeah. about is getting out, getting away from it. But then once you get away from it and you see the differences, it's just something unique about the Marine Corps. I mean, that's why not everybody wants to be a part of that. Yeah. It, you, when you're in it, and it's it's so funny that you bring that up because when you're in it, you always think that you're always looking, man, I can't wait to, I can't wait till I get out. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of of having the Marine Corps tell me that I need to do this. I need to live here, live there. And, mm -hmm. and I have my staff sergeant, my sergeant, my, my gunny that I have so many people telling me what to do. I'm, I'm tired of it. And then, uh, what do you think it is that they get out and like, man, things were so much easier in the Marine Corps. You know, I think the, the entire experience of the Marine Corps, it just reshapes uh, a lot of your character, because I think a lot of people's character, it, it's developed in the Marine Corps, you know, whether you want to admit it or not. And it's just something that it, it's just ingrained in you. You embody it for the rest of your life. That's why, you know, you don't, people in the Marine Corps or who were in the Marine Corps, it's something you will, it's never, it's an experience you can't let go or forget. It's a powerful experience, no matter if you had a crappy time or not, yeah. it will always be with you in your life. Absolutely. Because it's just completely different than, and, than any other experience you can have. You know, you're not just joining like this little club. You're like, okay, I did my time. Bye. It's done. And that chapter is closed and you don't ever think about it. it. Because it cultivates, again, a mindset 
that stays with you throughout your life. And so you find yourself wanting to go back to it because it's more comfortable. You know, you miss, because that's the thing, no matter if you have comfort, if you're comfortable, exactly, yes, right, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And you tend to, you have to make it work. So you you find that balance. But then once you get out, you think, I'm going to have all this freedom, it's going to be great. But then when you start interacting with civilians, you you're like wait a minute this this is not this, this is, is not what I signed up for yeah, hold on I here do not want this. Yeah. absolutely I mean but there is positives you know to getting out absolutely but yeah. it's just not the same and it's the camaraderie you don't you don't get that in the civilian world you know you have that in the Marine Corps because you're all suffering collectively and it just builds something it builds a spirit that bond you that can't you, find it anywhere else. right yeah and I noticed that even talking to a lot of Marines and people who've had terrible experiences mm-hmm. the one thing they always say they miss. So they're homies in the Marine Corps. You ha- you make lifelong friends, brothers, sisters, and that's just how it is. And you don't do that in the civilian world. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, I think we're I, I think that's where we're blessed because of what we do and in our work with the military and veteran community. It's like we've never left. Right. So even though, man, I thought taking off my uniform almost a decade ago and. Wow it almost feels like I'm still in because we still work with Marines and military members, veterans daily. Right. We're, yeah. So it's, it's, it's truly something that I am very grateful for. Absolutely. So what about you? What are you up to now? What's new with you? Are you still, uh, you're still working on base? I am. Um, Yes. So I, I, I'm working on base. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of, you know, minding my own business. Uh, and then somebody, my best friend from first grade comes back into my life after yeah. I've searched almost 20 years for him, wow. which I realized, you know, I'd never had Facebook. And I realized that's the reason why I probably never found him. And because of that uh, beautiful relationship with him, he has really pushed me to get back into the things that I was doing before the Marine Corps, which is a lot of my creative stuff. I love making content. You know, I love... I, I just like making things, just cool stuff. And you're tatted. And I'm, and I'm you know, I got, I got a couple. Yeah. I got a few. <laughs> you. And, you know, I've yeah. seen this contest for yeah. Inked Magazine. And mind you, this is something I, w- I would never do, especially mm-hmm. being the Marine Corps. is very reserved in that yeah. regard. Because I knew you have to lead, as a woman in the Marine yeah. Corps, you know, you have to lead with your personality, your character. Mm-hmm. You got to leave everything else behind you. Because who the name you make for yourself in the Marine Corps, it will follow you for the rest of your life. And I said, that is not it for me. So uh, for me, going for this competition, it's it's a huge thing. You know, it's it's a big deal for me because it's not something that mm-hmm. it has been easy for me to be, oh, yeah, let's just put myself out there. And, you know, but with support of the right person yeah. saying, you need to do this. You should do this. And so that's where I'm at right now. So t- tell us a little bit more about this competition. So this competition, so that? we're going to, so voting commences mm-hmm. starting Monday and it has nothing to do with the magazine itself. All of the votes come from outside sources. Mm-hmm. So it's people, you know, people that you network with, mm-hmm. whether you have social media or business, whatever the case may be. And so it's all based on votes. That's it. So that's how it's selected. And it comes in, it's dispersed in different levels. So they'll have like a pool for, let's say, I think it's like maybe 10 days. And then the top 20 in those 10 days, and they go to the next level. And then it falls all the way until around April, till you get to the top two people. 
And so what you end up winning is you obviously you get to be on the cover. You get a photo shoot, I believe, in the Bahamas. They put you on a cruise to the Bahamas. You get uh, $25,000. And then you get to be tattooed by the very lovely and beautiful Ryan Ashley. No kidding. Yes. Talk about a grand prize. I know. All expenses paid vacation. Yes. A little bit of money to go with it. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity to be on the cover of Ink Magazine. Right. Right. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yes. So how... Uh, so. For all the uh, the listeners that that are that are following that want to help, you know, a, a marine win this uh, this competition, how can they do so? How how does someone place a vote? So there's a link. Uh, the Inked Magazine they make profiles for all of the competitors, mm-hmm. and then they give us that information, and we just disseminate it out to the public. Okay, and then to make it easier for for anyone that's tuning in. We will drop the link below in the description uh, to this episode. Just to make it easier for you guys to to shoot Christy here a vote. Oh, and, uh, appreciate it. We're going to be rooting for you. Oh, uh, thank you. Definitely. Uh, your success is the success of us. We're, we're Marines, and, and we would love to see you go crush that. Oh, I appreciate that. Sure. And you know, it's for me, it's not even I, I winning. I mean, obviously, that'd be nice, but it's not about even winning. It's just about doing something that I wouldn't normally have done stepping out of the comfort zone because that's what we do. Absolutely. To, we got to level up, right? Yeah. So you yeah. got you got to do things yeah. that you're not used to doing. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and put myself out there, have fun in, you know, with the process and the journey. And it's been incredibly fun. So, uh, you know, I, I have nothing to complain about. This has been incredibly fun uh, tuning in, like just going through this with the reconnecting with you. It's, it's, yes. it's been pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Um, and for those of you, for those, for everyone that's that's tuning in, where can they find you? Um, you're on. So I have Instagram, Instagram, and I do have a TikTok account. Okay. Yeah, and it's Christy Black Rose. Okay. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah, there you go, Christy Black Rose. Uh, you can find her on IG and on TikTok. Um, man, it's it's been awesome having you out here. We actually we came out to Corona because. We're in sunny California, but it definitely wasn't sunny today. We uh, we made the trip a little bit easier for her, and we uh, we recorded out in the field. Yeah, thank and, you uh, so much. I really appreciate you having me on here and seeing you again. It's so awesome. I think the last time I seen you, we did recruiter's assistance at the high school together. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a minute. That was a minute. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. Good luck, man. We really hope you... Uh, you slay that competition and uh farewell fair seas and we'll see you again and oh thank you keep doing the, the good work you as well thank you so much for everything appreciate it all right that's a wrap